Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. We are just weeks away from Redefining Wealth Live, where my girl, Brandy Harvey, is going to be one of my special guests. Last week, you heard from Marshawn Evans Daniels. Well, really, I'm doing two episodes in one at the live event. And I'm also interviewing, re-interviewing Brandy Harvey on her upcoming book, Breakthrough Sold Separately. Let me tell you something. This book is going to change lives. Like, I wish I could go into it right now, but I can't because it's a rewind episode. So tune in in a few weeks. Once we get through the live taping, then we will publish that episode. But oh my gosh, it is so yummy. I just want to give it all to you right now. But I will say this, if you are new to Redefining Wealth, here's what you need to know about this community and about the conversation you're about to hear. This is a space where we believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says the condition of well-being. So what you're about to experience is from the fit pillar. And we base our lives on six pillars where we are constantly doing the work to create mastery in these areas because we understand that as we elevate these areas, the money begins to take care of itself. And if you are in or near Atlanta and you want to see Brandy live, and uh, again, this new book, Breakthrough Sold Separately, you are going to want to hear this conversation live in the room, have the chill bumps, all the, the sounds and the oohs and the ahs that you make to yourself when you're by yourself listening to the episode. Come and do that with a room full of purpose chasers. Like come and have this intimate experience with us, a chance to meet and greet and connect and just have such a beautiful and rich and thought-provoking and life-altering and soul-stirring conversation in person. Like I, I can't wait. What you hear in me is the pump, like I'm pumped up. We are like 10 days away and I think maybe there's a few tickets left. So go to redefiningwealthlive.com, redefiningwealthlive.com, get your ticket and do not miss your opportunity to be in that space because I truly believe that things are gonna shift for a lot of people after that experience. Now, before we dive in, I have to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by the Eating for Energy four-week transformation program created by one of our very own purpose chasers, certified nutrition coach, Nicole Garrett of energyfitness.com. Now, I don't know about you guys, but nothing stresses me out more than when my husband calls or my daughter texts and asks, what's for dinner? Listen, if you're a busy mom or just a busy professional who, like me, gets to the end of the day and you haven't thought twice about what you're eating for dinner, then Nicole has created something just for us. Eating for Energy comes with everything you need to make mealtime simple, easy, and fun. You'll get four weeks of delicious meal plans, weekly grocery lists broken down by category so you're not running all over the grocery store, and a manual with simple 20-minute recipes even I can make. Nicole is so committed to every fellow purpose chaser waking up with more energy, being comfortable in their own skin, and having more confidence in the kitchen that she slashed the prices on the Eating for Energy four-week transformation program for a limited time. So instead of $99, you'll get everything plus several other tools to support you for just $47. Yep, just $47. So remember, it's only for a limited time. So let's make sure we have what we need to fuel our fit pillar purpose chasers. Join the program now and go to patricewashington.com slash energy. That's patricewashington.com slash energy. And it will take you directly to Nicole's program. Yes, let's eat for energy. So before we get into this episode, let me make sure I do my girl justice and give you her official bio. Brandy Harvey is the founder of Beyond Her, an active wellness brand for women of color. She believes women should eat well, give a damn, and move their bodies every day to reconnect with their purpose and discover the power within themselves. Committed to teaching women how to care for their mind, body, and spirit, Brandy inspires audiences around the globe to break through mediocrity and transform their lives from the inside out. Without further ado, here is my friend, my accountability partner over the years, 
And now I'm so proud to say fellow author, my girl, Brandi Harvey. Welcome to Redefining Wealth, Brandy. Thank you for having me. Like the biggest smile just like came on my face as you were like introing. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. So I've already told the people, but you know, I have to say it again for us. <laughs> just, just, you know, man, this is not like, oh, just this guest. This is like my friend, like yes. my homegirl, my accountability partner for years. She tried to be my fitness trainer at one point, but I wasn't ready. Um, I was falling off treadmills and stuff. We don't have to relive that or anything. But... Let's not relive that. That was a dark day. Was... <laughs> we are so serious. That was a dark day. It did go black before I kind of blacked out on the little Listen, treadmill. I thought I was going to have to like pull out my uh, CPR first aid training. Like, please, Lord, don't let this be today. <laughs> So if you guys have ever listened to The Power of No Comparison to that episode, when I talk about I have friends that go hard in the gym and they climbing mountains and stuff, I don't care. I was really thinking about Brandy in that moment when I was like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I will say definitely knowing you and watching your journey has made me more deliberate and intentional about just seeing myself become my best self. Oh, that's what's up. It is It is definitely an honor. When I was thinking about this results, not resolution series, where I want to bring the best of the best to represent each pillar in redefining wealth, you already know the first pillar is fit. <laughs> and for those of you that are new to redefining wealth, fit is about becoming your best self. And one of the things that we always say is a lot of us have a vision for our lives. You have a vision for 2018. And you want to run into that thing, but a lot of us are not protecting the vessel Mm. that's needed to execute that vision. And so what good is it to like work, 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 and I grind and I don't sleep at night, I hustle, I grind and all this, but then you can't even walk into the fullness of what that vision really looks like. And so for us, that's what fit is. It's not about being the, the skinniest person in the room. It's about being the healthiest and not just physically fit, but also mentally fit. And so when I was thinking of who could be a great person to represent that and really drive that message home, Brandy kept popping up on the short list over and over again, because Brandy represents that for me. You really do in terms of just, first of all, watching your work, your workouts now on Instagram. Amazing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> keep, keep doing it. You work hard enough. You're going you gonna to have a back like Brandy's. I didn't recognize, you know, because I don't get to see my back, but like people like are always like, girl, I want your back. And I'm like, girl, just get your back. Don't be worried. <laughs> just get your well, back. <laughs> here's what really inspired me inviting you. I mean, you were always on the list, but what really made me feel like this was the perfect time is that you recently posted something on Instagram. Your trainer took a picture of you from, from the back doing your back workout and you started to share your journey. And I want you to share like how you became passionate about fitness, but really starting from that moment that you had with your dad. Can you kind of walk us through how you became who you are today? And I'm going to like premise the story because I know we live in this day and age of everything is about body shaming or shaming. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those moments. So don't even send Patrice a message about, oh, her daddy was shaming her or anything. <laughs> like, I'm going to set it up now. But when I was 19, I was at Hampton University. I was a sophomore in college and I went to visit my dad for spring break and we hadn't seen each other in quite some time. And when I went there, I was there for maybe a day. And he was like, oh, oh, my fluffy girls. And I was like, what is what is what does fluffy mean? <laughs> I was like, what, what is fluffy? <laughs> and it took me like the whole week to figure out that fluffy meant that he was saying that I was fat because he was like, oh, y'all used to be my little rails. Now y'all are, are fluffy. And he was saying this by my sister and I. And so I went back to Hampton after spring break and something just clicked in me. I think I just kept hearing his word fluffy replayed in my mind. 
And it started me on this track of working out. Now, in the beginning, when I worked out, I would go um, do like 45 minutes on the elliptical or treadmill walking. And I would like give myself a high five. Like, yes, girl, you did that. Now you deserve a milkshake. And so I would (laughs) go and immediately go get a milkshake. Like, yes, girl, you did that. But soon after that, it just started me on this journey of, doing portion control. And I then transferred to Ohio State. And the beauty of this is my dorm was right across the street from the rec center. And so that gave me no excuse because all I had to literally do was walk right across the street and I could go work out. And so when I started Ohio State, I just started making that commitment every single day. And then slowly but surely, I started removing things from my diet. I started taking away chicken and beef and pork and um, became a pescatarian and then it just sent me on this like love of fitness. And so I became a, a spin instructor and then I became a certified personal trainer. And then it led me down this path of becoming a fitness competitor all in my early 20s. And him saying that fluffy word to me, it wasn't damaging to my self-esteem. I think what it did was it awakened the giant. And I think everybody has the giant inside of them, right? This sleeping beast in them. And it just takes that nudge or that word or that push for somebody to wake up the giant. And it took my father, because of course, as children, no matter what age we are, we want the approval or that kind of love and validation, you know, and admiration from our parents. Um, And especially if we have a good relationship with them or we desire a really good relationship with them. And I wanted my father's approval in the beginning, you know, say like, I want him to say like, she's not fluffy. But then that approval went away and it became about, I want to be healthy and I want to be an example and I want to live my life to the highest, fullest potential that it could possibly be. And so him saying that awakened the giant in me and it just took me on this road of of removing things and adding things and taking things away and learning new things about health and wellness and fitness. And it put me on this whole holistic track where I was so like heavily medicated and vaccinated. I was a really sickly child very asthmatic, you know, always had suffered with illnesses, stayed on some sort of medication all up through the beginning of my college life. And after that, it just sent me on this path that removed the medication and it taught me how to heal myself. And over the last 16 years, I've learned how to heal myself and heal my body and heal my mind and heal my spirit. And all of these things were like a domino effect, but it took that one word to be spoken to me and over my life that allowed me to say, you know what? Wake up. (laughs) It's go time. You can do this. Nothing's going to stop you but you. What a journey. Like who would have thought? I know that your dad didn't think by saying that one word, it would domino. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. Because like by my senior year, I was so into fitness. Like I remember going to Dallas for Christmas, my senior year of college. He was like, okay, now you just skinny. Now what, you need a sandwich. What's going on? Are you, and I'm like, no, nah, I just love it. It just created this level of discipline. I mean, like before I was not a person who got up in the morning, you know, I was like, oh, I want to sleep in. I like my sleep, you know, <laughs> it was all of that. But, but after that, it was like, I got up in the morning and it invigorated me to go work out and I had more energy and I had more vitality and I just started feeling younger. I felt better than I felt in my teenage years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially now at 35, I feel I'm in better shape than I was at 15. Wow. Well, I love what you said, though, about the discipline piece, because I think that's the hardest thing for people to get. It's like you said, so you walk for 45 minutes and then you feel like I can have a milkshake. (laughs) Listen, listen, okay. It's like most people were like, okay, I need a reward. I'm working for a reward. I'm working to earn something. But you get one body. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one body. God has blessed us with one temple to take care of. And I really, you know, have learned over the years that even coming from a very religious upbringing, you know, we learned about our body being a temple and we equate it to having sex. You know, like, oh, be careful who you sleep with because your body is a temple. You know, don't drink and smoke because your body is a temple. But what we put into our bodies How we maintain and the maintenance and care of our temple is just how we 
have learned to care for the church and respect the church. Well, our body is just that is to respect it and to love it and care for it because we're not getting another one. God says, I gave you this one. Now, what are you going to do with it? And I think that that's our that's a part of our journey is to respect, honor, love and appreciate our temple. And that's everything that we put into it. That's all the food, because what goes in is what comes out. I love how people like, oh, well, I just eat a little. Whatever we do in the dark, it shows up in the light. You know, you can tell me that I don't eat that and I'm so good at that. But it shows up in the light. Everything that we do, everything that we think, everything that we've been manifesting is going to show up in the light. Everything that we've done in the dark. So we might as well be conscious about what we're putting into our bodies. Because for me, what I had to learn about the discipline piece was it was not just about working out. It was everything that was going in. 80% of it was going on when I was in the kitchen. 80% of it was with the decisions I was making while I was out or not being prepared for the day about what I was going to consume. 80% of it was. 20% of it was the workout, but you can't out-train a bad diet. So you could... You cannot out-train a bad diet. You can't out-train it. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. I don't care how much you hit the gym. I don't care how much you cardio yourself to death, how much you sweat. If you are not putting in, you are not going to get the results out. Mm, I remember we used to be in a group called Young Fit and Fly. Oh, we did. <laughs> we was like a little in vogue, little destiny child. <laughs> the in vogue of transformation. Of saving the children. <laughs> we were trying to save the children. We were actually in Atlanta going to high schools and colleges. And I was obviously talking about finances and um, Carly, Brandy's sister, talked about fashion and Brandy talked about fitness. And we had some other girlfriends that were in it. And one of the saddest things was to see how many young people yeah. just seem so sluggish. Yeah. And so we here we were in our mid 20s or going into late 20s. Late, yeah. Yeah. And, and the boys on campus were confusing us with the students. Oh, like, oh, what, what class y'all? What class y'all? <laughs> we don't go here, boy. <laughs> you have grown woman problems. You don't want this, these problems. And you don't want it with my husband. So I suggest you go somewhere. Now, like, it was it was crazy to see that. But like you said, even for those of us who grew up in church, I mean, you have to think about the fact that, yeah, we you're supposed you're taught, oh, your body is your temple and it's about not having sex and not drinking no drugs. But every Sunday after church, it's a bake sale. Listen, it's a it's a little plated listen. dinner situation that we selling for the fundraiser. <laughs> and there was nothing good going on on those plates. We were taught that that was OK. Listen, we are we are upstairs at church in the sanctuary praying for healing over our bodies and our minds and these ailments. And then we go down to the fellowship hall and the same thing that we are praying healing over, we are putting into our bodies and killing ourselves. That's the irony of what we do when we talk about our body as our temple. We're praying for hypertension and Lord help me with my diabetes and my cancer preventable things, right? But we will not take the preventable measures because to take the preventable measures, well, that requires you to challenge your beliefs. That requires you to do something different. That requires you to change something that is not in your wheelhouse necessarily. And I think that especially for Black women who four out of five, as studies are coming out now to say that four out of five Black women are overweight, and obese. Mm. How? We were the natural healers. I mean, it's like when you look at movies, right? You look at these movies and it'll be in some setting and it might be down in the backwoods of Louisiana going into the swamp country or somewhere. And where are they going? The people are going to find this medicine woman who's deep in the woods, who has these healing powers, right? And what does she normally look like? She looks like one of us. Mm -hmm. So we know how to heal ourselves. We've just forgotten because we've been taught that, oh, you need a high protein diet. You need meat. You need calcium that comes from milk and cheese. Well, the Food and Drug Administration, the same people who tell you what the food is supposed to be, it's the same people who tell you what the drugs are supposed to be. How Mm -hmm. do those two things go hand in hand? And I think that when we start to understand that 
what we are putting into our bodies has the ability to heal us or has the ability to harm us and cause disease. And until we recognize that, until we take hold of that, that what goes in is truly what is going to come out and manifest itself, then we're going to be constantly looking for resolutions and not results. Yeah. So, Brandy, what do you think about people who are always trying to get the quick results? You know, oh, like on Instagram, there's always like the eight, eight day to great abs and 10 days to a skinny waist. And I've been working out hardcore, like for myself, you know, because you know where I was in 2009. Like when I lost everything after I had been on bed rest for 10 weeks waiting to have Reagan. If you haven't heard my story, go back to some past episodes. I was on bed rest. My, my business failed. I moved abruptly across the country. I never claimed it as such, but I kind of felt like I went through a mini depression, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was just so much going on that I went from being this super active person to like not really wanting to do anything. And I felt like, oh, genetically, I'm fine. I look thin. <laughs> so it doesn't matter that I'm that I look squishy. I feel squishy, but I look thin, so it's okay. And so you knew me in 2009. So to go from that to like who I am today, where I'm like now doing 5Ks with my daughter, like we're looking up the schedule, boxing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, and like really just being into fitness. I'm going boxing with my husband three days a week. And then I work out outside of that. And then I do things with my daughter, you know, so being extra active. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's been taking like over a year for me to really start to see the results that I want to see. So I'm trying to figure out what are all these 21 day challenges? (laughs) Like, what am I doing wrong, Brandy? Listen, you're not doing anything wrong. One, I always say greatness never goes on sale. You cannot get a discount on greatness. It never goes on sale. It's always full price. You got to pay the full tag MSRP on like like when you buy a vehicle, you got to pay the full, you can't talk it down. You cannot negotiate it down. Greatness comes with the full price tag and we got to pay for it. And I think that when we look at these like very like Insta quick on Instagram, it's a flat tummy tee or you buy a waist trainer and it's going to melt your waist down. Well, one, it didn't take you three weeks to put it on. So it's dang for sure not going to take you three weeks to get it off. So let's just be clear on that. You are piled up. And this is not just piled up of weight of when you talk about physical weight. This is even you talked about. You just said like you went through a mini depression, right? In 2009, you were like life changes. So all of that compiled on top of one another. That's weight. That's not that's emotional weight. That's mental weight. That's spiritual weight. So when you talk about losing weight, we're not just trying to get women to, oh, shed the pounds and go go be skinny and get into those those skinny jeans. No, this is shedding the weight of life so it doesn't come back to you because you can go lose the weight, but you're going to go find it again. Because something (laughs) else is going to happen and you're going to find a way to pick it back up. The quickness that we're looking for, because we want gimmicks in the society, everything, it it appears easy. You know, we see the Insta reel, you know, the highlight reel of everybody's life. And so it looks really, oh, I can do that eight minute abs. I can get that, do a 21 day. I'm going to go vegan for two weeks. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to do whatever it is for 14 days. I'm going to do the Daniels fast. You know, this is the top of the year. So everybody's about to do a Daniels fast or something like that. But until we make the switch in our minds, that it's not just about the physical weight, it's what caused the weight to get there. You know, what caused us to have the weight to, to pile itself on? Was it that relationship that failed? Was it the, the business that failed? Was it the marriage? What was it? So we can get to the root of it, you know, and that's the beauty of therapy for me is like, when you get to the root, you got to dig up the root the problem because we can try to get the quick fix and it might last for a few weeks. It might last for a few months. Hell, you might get to a good year and feel like, girl, I've been doing this, but it's going to find its way back because we haven't dealt with the root cause. Like for me, I know as a teenager, I felt like I felt so unseen and unheard a lot of times by my father because we didn't have a strong relationship at the time. And 
I silenced myself because, of course, like, well, that's just something you should just get over it. And then people, you get into these relationships with men and they tell you things that are very damaging to your self-esteem. But that just happens. That's a part of relationships. You should just get over it. And then you get into careers and things that are damaging that happen on your job in the workplace. But it's OK. You're strong. You're a black woman. You, you don't have time to cry. You don't have time to break down. You should just get over it. And so because we've just been getting over things, just getting over it and stuffing it down and pushing it down, we silence ourselves through food. We silence ourselves through alcohol. We silence ourselves through all these different things that have taken us away from our center, away from who we really are on the inside, taking us away from our soul's work until we understand it is not just about you having a six pack. You can have a six pack all day and still be just as miserable and still be just as depressed and still be just as angry and still be just as hurt. So you have to find out that nothing in life is going to be the quick fix. When I had to reflect on the fact that I started this journey at 19 years old and I'm 35, like, wow, I I had to, I didn't realize that, you know, that through all the hills and valleys, like this has been a journey and the weight. It's just one, the physical weight and the physical shape. Yeah, I was a fitness competitor before and I had six pack abs. But guess what? As soon as I got off that stage, that six pack went away and I ballooned right back up because I didn't understand that it was all connected. My body, soul, everything is one. When I just said, oh, I'm gonna get my body in shape. I'm gonna be in shape. Well, no, until I got my mind in shape, then the body part became, that's, that's one part. That's, that's a simple part. But then I had to get my mind and I had to get my spirit in shape. Once you start to get the things in shape, not just physical weight, it's the shape of your mind. I had to go get silent. I had to distance myself from people. I had to disconnect from people. I had to go, all these things had to occur. I had to get uncomfortable in order for myself to find who I really was, that I couldn't live for somebody else that, yeah, I could have, I could have abs, but who abs and lonely abs and depressed <laughs> abs, abs and unforgiving abs and resentful. That don't mean nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? But that's what I say about finances. And you know this, cause like I said, you're my actual friend, like not like, Oh, this girl on the show, this is my real <laughs> friend. And you know, my take has always been like, I really do feel that it's all connected, right? And so when people want to ask me about finances, mama, finances is not your problem. Like like it will naturally take shape as you gain discipline, even in the other areas of your life. Because who you are in one area truly does become who you are in all areas. It's just that some of us, we naturally gravitate to one and we can build the muscle in one area. Maybe in one of the pillars, you are like on point. But now you have to take the same principles, the same actions, the same behaviors, the same mindset that makes you successful or disciplined or whatever in one area and just duplicate that effort in other areas of your life. You can't work on one, right? It's like you can't be great at relationships but have no business skills. Right. No, no financial skills, no help. Like it, you really are striving if you're going to be wealthy, which is all about well-being, the condition of well-being in every area. It all comes together. And I, I really love that you went into therapy and mindset because that whole that mental fitness is so big because I hear from so many women, Brandy, I'm always getting the emails, the DMs, the whatever, the coming up to me in the airport conversations. And I'm like, I can listen or I can read a note and I'm like, wow, it has nothing to do with money. I don't even I don't even know if this woman is aware of the word she's choosing or the the vantage point from which she's sharing this story or the way she's making herself sound completely out of control, not in control of her life, not empowered, no anything. And I'm like, this is more of a mental fitness thing. Because a lot of us think that we want certain things be, but we don't even have the mental capacity to handle it. Like you might think you want more money, but be clear. A lot of stuff comes with that. 
Like it, like, <laughs> come on, church. Like a lot of stuff comes with that. You may feel like you're the same. You may feel like you're just, I'm, I'm just B. I'm just Patrice. This is just who I am. And other people take on a whole nother thing, a whole nother beast. And then they accuse you of things and you're like, well, wait a minute. But, but you have to understand that that comes with it. Like a lot of this stuff does come with the journey. Like you may be like, oh, I'm just out here trying to live my best life, have my best body. Somebody's still going to hate. They yeah. still gonna say you pay for it. You got it cut on, tugged on, something like no good deed shall go unpunished. So you have to be mentally sound and mentally aware and okay with why you've made the choices you've made. Yeah, I knew that therapy and and, and what's like I had done therapy before, and it would be with you know like people I would have come do our mentoring camp because you have counselors. And so I'd be like, girl, I need to just, let me take a session with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a consistent thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I talked to a therapist. Oh yeah. You know, I talked to a therapist and it was at the top of last year. I did this um, masterclass for a friend of mine here in Atlanta and they went to the audience and Dr. Joy Bakari Beckwith stood up and she answered a question. And I was sitting on this panel and I was like, that's my therapist. That was in January. And I was like, that's my therapist right there. And it took me about a month and a half to reach out to her. Once I made that commitment that every week, every Wednesday, I don't care what is going on. That's the standing thing on my calendar. When I made that commitment to myself, I knew one, I was ready for it because I knew I needed a change. And in order to get the things I did not have, I had to do the things I had never done before. And I had to quit talking about, oh yeah, I kind of do it. No, it wasn't, I couldn't be great part-time. I had to be great all the time. When I started therapy, I think what happened is it's just like my life opened up. It, it forced me to journal every single day. And I got, I made time to reflect on my feelings and I've gone through some journals since then. And then it opened me up to explore other options, of course, like meditation and how that became a practice for me, which then sent me on a silent retreat this past year. And I went on this silent meditation retreat in the mountains of North Carolina. And of course, at first I was like, I'm not doing this. I kept slamming my laptop down like, God, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I don't know why you keep making, why do I keep searching this? I really don't want to do this. <laughs> like it was really like the divine, the spirit was just to get the things you never had. You got to do the things you never done. And I went on a silent retreat and being in silence, you know, for a week, that's no talking. And you don't realize how much we use words just frivolously <laughs> until you cannot use words. But what I learned on that silent retreat was I spent so many years getting my physical body in shape. I spent so many years focused on making sure I was physically fit, that I looked good in my clothes, that, okay, I didn't have no bulge or no rose or no, muff no muffin top, Right. But mentally, I was spilling over. Mentally, I was about to bust open. Mentally, I was bogged down with things that I was being told that you should just forget about. You should just get over. But for some reason, I hadn't gotten over them. And so that just really pushed me. And when I was on that mountain, having my mountaintop experience, as I think Jesus had a mountain experience, Martin Luther King had a mountaintop experience, you know, like great people go have mountaintop experiences. You have to go be alone for the spirit to talk to you, for God to speak to you, right? And I went to be alone. And during that time, that's when it really came to me, like all these years you've been focused on getting physically fit, but it's something that happens when you get mentally fit. It's something that take, takes place when you focus on your mental health. And that is when the total shift happens. That's when your life opens up. Mm. Girl, I need a mountaintop experience this year. Girl, go have you a mountaintop experience. I'm telling you, it was, but it was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I've competed in NPC. I've dieted myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have jumped out of 
airplanes with the golden knights of the United States Army. Like, I felt like I have pushed myself to do some things, right? But this one, to go get silent, it totally upped the ante in my life. It changed my entire perspective about what total wellness was. Because when we can calm the chatter in our minds, when we can shut that noise off, now we only give precedence to the divine to work in us and through us. Because we've been living off of these stories that we've been telling ourselves, right? We've been telling ourselves we are too fat. We've been telling ourselves we're too dark. We've been telling ourselves we're too tall. We've been telling ourselves we're not good enough. We've been telling ourselves we weren't, we're not prepared enough. And when I get this, I'm going to get that. You know, we've been telling ourselves these stories. When we just shut the story off and we can create a new story, now we can start to see where the weight came from, the emotional weight, the physical weight, the spiritual weight. Now we start to lift it off because we've gotten to become one with the divine, one with the spirit, one with God, one with the universe, one with the creator, however you choose to call him, her, it, she, they, whatever, you know, it's our opportunity, but it's what we deserve. And it's what we owe ourselves. We owe ourselves the silence because in the silence, now our goals become clear. Now our, we're not resolution driven. We're result driven because we're already clear on what our intentions are for our life, for our families, for our business, for our love, for our peace, for our happiness, for our joy. We're intentional about it now because we've gotten silent. That's one of the things that I really love. I always tell people, you know, I spend most days with my phone off now. Like I just totally turn the phone off to get work done during the day. And just to focus, but I spend a lot of time in silence. And even when I've been through a lot of um, big transitions in my life or things that you might call life altering, I spent a lot of time in silence because I didn't want to hear everyone else's voice in my head. Like I didn't want to hear everyone else's opinions, all of their, not that I don't seek wise counsel when I need to, but I always want to know that I made a decision based on what I truly feel God led me to do not what such and such says about such and such. And I think about how many times if I didn't get still and quiet, how I wouldn't be here. This podcast wouldn't be here. These books wouldn't have been written. You know, so many of the things that I've done wouldn't have been done because there's so many different times that other people have made me feel like I wasn't ready or I wasn't worthy or I didn't have whatever I needed. They thought I needed to have, but it was in the still and the quietness and just like, eliminating all other voices where I feel like God spoke to me. I felt those those quiet moments, even starting this whole business back in 2009, when I was on the floor in the bathroom, snotting and crying in the, in the Holy Spirit said, get your Bible. And I turned to Proverbs 17, 16, what good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom and everything that I've done in my business and my life has been based on that scripture. But had I not been still, had I been in that moment being been like, let me see who I can call. Let me see what girlfriend will pick up the phone. Let me see what my mom thinks. Let me call my dad. Let me do this. I may not be here because they would have given me the best that they could, but that's not what the divine had for me. Yeah. It's that moment of when you're at the edge and you are looking over the cliff, you know, you're at the edge in your life. Your edges point your way to freedom, you know? When you fall, you fall into the infinite. You fall beyond. That's where the beauty is. It's in that freedom of going past. And when you were on the bathroom floor, snotting and crying, that was at your edge. And then God says, well, let me show you what's beyond. Seek wisdom, right? And now seek wisdom is who you are because you sought the wisdom because you were at the edge and you're like, God, where am I to go? What am I to do? What is for me? What would you have for me? Let thy will be done. And in that moment, when we cry out at the edge of life, at the edge of our circumstances, at the edge of, of chaos, and we fall, right? We fall into it and say, you know what, God, have thine own way, right? Have thine own way. You know, when we do that, 
that's when the freedom comes because we we, we freed ourselves in that moment because we say, not my will, God, but thy will be done. That's the freedom in it. And we fall into that and we fall open, ready to receive all that God, the universe, the infinite, the divine would have for us. And that's where our beauty is. That's where our passion takes us. That's where we go seek wisdom, find wealth, and we go become the money maven, uh, (laughs) you know, and travel the world teaching people about off of the one moment that you had though, right? Of the one moment. Of the one moment. And that's all it takes is for us to have our garden of Gethsemane moment, you know, that that moment where we are alone and we say, God, I stretch my hands to thee, no other help I know. And when we do that and we surrender, the beauty of surrender, I mean, you talk about that on your website, is to surrender. When we surrender, oh, we say, oh, best off, let me do what I came here to do. I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny, B? People have asked me over and over again, why did I not make the faith pillar first? <laughs> why, is, why is the fit pillar first? <laughs> and growing up in a space where a lot of times we use our faith as a cop out, though, like as much as we just talked about faith and having those moments to be still and quiet and listen to the divine, let's go. I, I don't want anyone to miss this, though that you still have to have mental clarity in order to hear. Like a lot of times, I know there's been different points in my life where I was confused about what voice I was hearing. And because I was like, wait, was that God? Was that the devil? (laughs) Was that me? Was that the devil? Was that God? Was Was it a mashup of all three? Like, what was that? And so I put the fifth pillar first intentionally because a lot of times we want to just pray about it and forget it. Like a lot of people think, B, I can pray about it. I can be still, I can be quiet. I can listen to that voice, but I'm not going to therapy because I don't know those people. So I want to go back to you because I know someone is thinking this. How did you know that Dr. Joy was the one? Because there's a lot of people who are going to really take this in and go and look for their Dr. Joy. Who is that person that they can have that standing appointment with? And it doesn't have to be weekly. It could be bi-weekly. It could be monthly if that's what you can do. But who is that person that I'm going to have consistent time with that's just going to help me navigate some of this past trauma that I might be taking into? Because that's what really it is. Absolutely. Like if we don't deal with our past trauma, it, it makes it so much harder to walk into the fullness of what God has for us. I truly believe that. Had I not dealt with all my feelings of feeling ugly and being told I was ugly over and over again as a child and I was too dark and I was too tall and I was too thin and I was too this and too that. Like, how could I do what I do? How could I be going on your dad's show, you know, being on Dr. Oz or like doing all these different shows and things where people have to look at me. But I used to be so afraid of people looking at me. I didn't want people to stare at me for too long. Right. But until I dealt with that, how could I walk into being this person today? I couldn't. No, because I think that for so many of us, especially as women of color and in particularly black women who have grown up in very religious homes. I mean, my, my father's religious. My mom is very religious. Church was every day for me. And and I do appreciate the foundation that church laid in my life. It taught me community service. It taught me public speaking. It taught me compassion. It taught me to serve. It didn't teach me relationships. And out of every week that I went, it taught me all those wonderful things about being a good human being, but it didn't teach me that I was one with the creator. It didn't teach me that by the first chapter of Genesis, you know, by the first chapter 26, 27 verse, that I was made in the image and likeness of God and male and female, he and she, you are gods, right? It didn't give me that understanding. And so I think with, The fit part, when we talk about going into therapy, many of us have like kind of demonized therapy. You know, it's kind of like, I don't want to talk to them. They ain't going to help me. You know, I talk to my pastor. I'm going to get pastoral counseling. I'm going to do that. But I mean, you can look at the book of James. It says faith without work is dead. You can have all the things that you're not going to claim over your life and say, well, I'm not claiming that. I'm not going to do that. But 
if you do not do the work, right? And the work is digging deep into the things that have caused us great pain, right? The thing that have cause these trickle-down effects into why we seek the type of relationships we seek. Why do we find ourselves in the same circles and settings with people having the same type of conversations, no matter what level we get to in our life, right? Because we haven't been able to deal with the things that have really affected us deeply or the things that we've forgotten. And I think, you know, when we talk about pray it away, well, I'm just going to pray. Well, I'm just going to pray. Prayer is a wonderful thing. I think it's a wonderful tool to have in your toolbox to be able to pray and summon up and use the power of the word because in the beginning was the word. So it's great that we can speak some things and ask for things and request things. But if we are not willing to go out and say, well, you know what? I pray for this healing, right? I want to be free. I want to have joy. I want to have peace. But we have to understand that we don't, might not know how to get it by ourselves and that they're not going to come and knock on our door. You know, it's like we want relationships and we want a, a man or a woman or whatever. And then we, he's he not coming to knock on your door. He's, he's out there in the world. And that was one of the things with me. It was, I had all these people who were giving me scriptures and here, you know, say this and, and speak that. And, but I have but I didn't have the tools. Well, who was I talking to? Because a lot of times we just need to talk and get it out. And therapy for me was weekly because I was starting a business. I need to talk about things that were bogging me down. And I was, I was going into new ventures into my life and I needed to talk about things with an unbiased opinion. I didn't need to talk to my mother about it. I didn't need to talk to my sister about it. And it doesn't take away from the beauty of our relationship. It just says I needed somebody else who had a different skill set, a different set of eyes and a different vantage point to be able to pour into my life. And I think too, like when you talk about the fit pillar before the faith pillar, I think our mental, emotional, spiritual, fitness, financial fitness, it helps to raise the faith bar. Your faith bar, that faith is a muscle, right? If we talk about that muscle, like faith gotta get worked. You can say you had a faith the size of a mustard seed all day. Oh, I got faith. Oh, I got faith. But until that thing gets to put into action and under the gun, you have nothing. You just have words. Faith is the thing that says, I'm willing to go into the unknown and do what I've never done because I got that much faith in you, God. I'm willing to go to see some people who I've never met before, talked to before, but you're sending me here because I know that there's a blessing on the other end of it. That's faith. Faith is, I know that I've never worked out a day in my life before. I know I'm out of shape. I know I'm out of breath, but I need this God more than I need air to breathe. That's faith. And people mix up faith with our own sense of, well, I got the scripture. I got the cliche. We know how to sing the songs. We know how to do a good amen in the back. And we know how to do a nice call and response. Call and response and the litany is not faith. The faith is the work, the grit, the tenacity, the tears, the the pull through, the push through, the calling somebody when you don't want to call somebody, the doing the things that you don't want to do. That's the faith. That's when we work that muscle. And until we're willing to surrender, I think the surrender part helps to heighten the faith part. When we surrender and say, have thine own way. I'm, I, I cannot do this by myself. I need help. Help me. Help. Waving the white flag. That is not weakness. That is the biggest strength that you have in your toolbox is to say, I need help. And God, if you just direct me to the proper help, if you show me, man, it's amazing when we start to say things, right, that we want. I want a healing God. And every time you say, I want to be healed, and you say, God, point me in that direction. Give me healers. Everywhere you go, here comes a healer. You in the dang on grocery store line, and here comes somebody putting something on your life to heal you. You're in the gym and somebody is confirming that which you've already been manifesting. Somebody's confirming it. That's when we talk about have thine own way, God. You know what I'm saying? That's the faith. Mm. 
Oh my gosh. You know, I could talk to you all day because that's what we do anyway. I know. I'm sitting there like, are we like at the time? Like, this is good. This is good. I'm just so blessed that I get to do what I do because I just really wanted to have that's what Redefining Wealth, the podcast, is all about is being able to illustrate the principles through other people's stories and confirmation and just through your journey. And you have truly done that in terms of the physical and mental fitness piece. You've truly done that. You have something coming up too, though. I want to make sure that you share it. What what do you have cooking in this whole (laughs) health and wellness space? Man, I'm so excited. I am launching a new lifestyle, active wellness, holistic wellness lifestyle brand called Beyond Her. It's a play on my initials because what I think in my life, even on this journey and what this journey has taught me over the last 16 years is that everything in my life and even in the women around me, your life, my sister's life, all my friends has been this push for us to go beyond, beyond what people said we could do, beyond what people thought we were capable of doing, beyond what we even saw ourselves capable of doing. I think that with Beyond Her, we're going to be doing, it's going to be content-driven site with active wellness as one of our pillars on food. Of course, we're going to be promoting a plant-based diet and you're going to be getting you know, good recipes and things that you can incorporate into your wellness ritual practices. My own rituals that I've created, I think what happens is we look at things that they have to be so difficult, like, oh, when I get that, I'm going to, you know, and, and of course the wellness space has become this very white woman yoga mat and matcha or green juice space. And I want, you know, women of color to have a voice in the space of wellness. So it's not just myself, but other women who have taken their own journeys um, through wellness and whether that's spiritual wellness physical wellness, emotional and mental wellness. That's what we're working on. That's what our 2018 is. And then eventually as we go into the second later down in in the year, about March, we'll be launching an e-commerce through the site where you'll be able to buy some of the products that we're promoting on the site, um, all for health, your health and wellness, everything from supplements to, um, to food, to active wear, all these wonderful things that we we have cooking. But right now is really to serve as a community, a tribe for women of color to have their own, make our own lane of wellness and what that looks like for us, you know? And so that's what I'm working on. I'm so excited about it. It's really been a labor of love. And I think that this is just, it's such a good time. And I think even when you talk about results versus resolutions that each year we're not making resolutions about how we want to live, but that the result is that this is just our life, that this is the life that we've chosen. This is the path that we're going to walk in. And that trickle down effect, you pull others along the way that we're not saying, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. No, I'm I'm not setting those resolutions. My life is so result driven that this is my lifestyle that I never have to get ready because I stay ready. And that's what we want women to walk away with, that you're not getting ready for something. This is your life. So you stay ready. You stay ready for your life. You can't get ready for your life. It's happening. It's happening right now. Right now, in the present, it is happening. We're not looking future. What are we doing right now to solve the problems that we have in our lives? What are we doing right now to bring peace and calm into the storm of our life? What are we doing right now? And we're not making resolutions for it. We're just producing results for it. We're just producing the results. And I love that you said that, B, because to me, it's not about making some resolution, like you said, for something off distant you know, in the future, like this one, to me, it's really also about who I want to become in the process. Yeah. And so a lot of times for me, I want to become more and more disciplined and that alone can extend to every area of my life. It has nothing to do with, I want to be disciplined enough to lose 10 pounds. I don't, it's not that. (laughs) 
Listen, you get that discipline and you start to say, this is what I do every single morning. Every single morning I get up and I go hit that gym before I do anything else. I'm there. So I know that that has set the tone for my day. Attack. I am relentless because I was relentless enough to get up. I was relentless enough to get through that workout, push myself, keep going, have a mental talk with myself. So throughout the day, that has set the tone for my life. It sets the tone for what I'm going to eat. It sets the tone for how I'm going to think. It sets the tone for the conversations I'm going to have or not have. And I think that we we have to be very intentional about the type of lives that we want to lead because, yeah, it's for us. But think about all the other people who are watching us and the type of example we get to live and lead by, you know, when we take the first step. Now we got our sister to take a step. Now we got our mom to take the step. Now we got our cousin to take the step. And that's what we want because who wants to walk a journey by themselves? We really want other people because it's, it's human nature to have people around. It's human nature to talk. It's human nature to be surrounded by love and goodness and kindness from other human beings. So why wouldn't we want healthy people, not just physically fit people, but mentally fit, emotionally fit, spiritually fit people to walk the journey with us? It's our duty. You know, it's our duty. (sighs) Okay. I'm going to ask you a few, we call them redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. So just tell us the first things that come to mind, okay? How do you define success? I define success by the people that I've touched, the people who I've I've loved. Mm-hmm. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Wealth in three words or less. God is infinite. Mm. I got a snap. That's a first. That's good. God is infinite. Okay. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? The Untethered Soul. The Untethered Soul. It taught me about the mind and the chatter in our minds. And when we can overcome the chatter in our minds, we have got the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's going on the list. I will link to it in the show notes. Okay. And fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Brandy. And the truth about wealth is we define it every day for ourselves. Yes. Yes. That's my friend. You my (laughs) friend, girl. Hold up. (laughs) Hey, friend. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, B. This is amazing. I'm so excited. You bring tears to my eyes, Patrice. I think if people (sighs) only knew 2009 when I met you or 2008, I think maybe we met for the first time. But you bring tears to my eyes because you live it. You breathe it, you speak it, you teach it, and you are just a true example of of sisterhood, of motherhood, of wifehood. I'm blessed to know you, really blessed to know you. And this is from my heart, you know, from my heart. Aw, I love you, B. Thank you. (laughs) Let me get this tissue, child, because I'm sitting here crying. <laughs> Only Patrice. All right. Didn't I tell you? This is one of those conversations. Every time I listen to it, I literally take something different away. And I am so proud again of the growth. Brandy and I have known each other for years. It's like we've grown up together at this point um, into women. You know, you meet in your 20s and you're still women who are trying to be validated by other people. But now as we get deeper into these 30s, and I can only imagine we're going to be off the chain in our 40s, just so proud to be a witness to the growth and the evolution. And now this next phase she's walking into, I can't wait to unpack that on the stage at Redefining Wealth Live with all of you. So 
Again, make sure you get your tickets, redefiningwealthlive.com. Go ahead and get a copy of Breakthrough Sold Separately. For those of you who are in the building, Brandy will be there to sign your copies. Um, But wherever you are, make sure you head to Amazon and get your copy. This book is going to change your life. You'll hear more about it in a few weeks here, but take my word for it. You know, I don't lie to you. (laughs) And before we get out of here, I have to remind you, don't forget to go to patricewashington.com slash energy. If you're ready to wake up with more energy and more confidence in the kitchen, Remember, our fellow purpose chaser, Nicole Garrett, has slashed the prices on Eating for Energy, the four-week transformation program, and it's just for a limited time. Again, instead of $99, you'll get everything for just $47. So head to patricewashington.com slash energy right now. So that's it for this week, you guys. Thank you for bearing with me through these rewinds as I prepare, not only for the live event, but also we have two retreats around the live event for both of our Mastery and Momentum Mastermind clients. So this is a busy season. The team is hard at work preparing for an incredible experience for all of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your support, your love, your prayers, all the good stuff. And you know uh, that all I want you to do is live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.